I'm Courtney Lundeen, and welcome to the Elevate Motherhood podcast. Do you find yourself wishing you could have more moms, sisters, and friends encouraging you and pouring into you, inspiring you to live as the mom God has called you to be? Too often, our culture minimizes the role of motherhood, but I believe that being a mom is a high calling, and we're answering the call and stepping up to the plate. I love simplicity and efficiency, habits and routines, but my favorite part of life is being a mom. If you want practical strategies to lighten your load, simplify your life, let some things be easy, and make room for what matters most, you're in the right place. I'll remind you that every blessing and provision is God's and help you reflect that mindset in your homes and to your families. Thanks for joining me, friend. I'm glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Elevate Motherhood podcast. Today's episode is about time management and priorities things we love talking about here on this podcast. As we like to say, make space for the things that matter most. And on this podcast, I mean that literally, like decluttering our houses, but also mentally choosing the pieces of our lives and how we spend our time intentionally to reflect our priorities. Today, I will share two different analogies that I have heard over the years that have really stuck with me and helped me make decisions and spend my time wisely. And I know as moms, there are so many messages like, don't take this time for granted, be present with your kids, and all of that. We know all of that. So this is not a lecture like that. I know that you know you want to be a good mom, and you're not taking these things for granted. But I like this podcast to be practical, more like how to do stuff in an easy way. And sometimes for me, I can hear things like a million times and then one person says it a little bit differently or a different person says a similar thing and I'm like, oh, wow, I love that. And it will stick with me. So these two topics today have been like that for me. So I hope that they could be like that for you too. The first one, I couldn't find who this story is attributed to or I would tell you that right now. It seems like this story has just been passed down a million times and with a million different versions. So here we go. A professor stands at the front of his class with an empty glass jar. He fills the jar up to the top with large rocks and asks his students if the jar was full. All the students agreed, yes, the jar is full. Then he added some small pebbles to the jar and they fell in place around the rocks and he asked the students again if the jar was full. They all agreed, yes, the jar is full. Then the professor poured some sand into the jar, which filled up the remaining empty spaces, and then he asked the class again, is the jar full? And they all agreed, yes, the jar is full. So the analogy is, if the jar is your life and your time in your life, then the big rocks are the most important people or things in your life. This will be interpreted differently for each person listening, but some of the big rocks and most important things in your life might be your spouse, your kids, your family, your faith, your health, your best friends. And the pebbles are maybe a little bit less important things, like maybe hobbies or your job or acquaintances, school, or taking care of your house. And sand is even smaller, less important things like scrolling social media, watching TV, and accumulating our material possessions. If you remove the pebbles and the sand, but had room for all the rocks, your life would still be full, full of all the important stuff. But if you started putting sand or pebbles in the jar first, 
you will not have room for all of those big rocks. In order to have the most full jar, you have to prioritize the big rocks first. Same for life. If you want to have time for it all, you need to prioritize the most important things first, or the lesser important things will take up so much time that the big stuff can't fit. There are some versions of this story where then the professor pours coffee or some other type of liquid into the jar and he says, but don't forget there is always time for coffee or a drink with friends. So I like that version too. And how can we apply this lesson as moms? Sometimes we forget that the little things are the big things. If you are constantly thinking you always need to be doing more cleaning, more work, running more errands, you aren't going to have time for the little moments like playing a game with your kids. So take a second and think, what are the big rocks in my life right now? What are the things I do not want to miss? And schedule your time to put those big rocks in first. Actually schedule it if you need to. Say, on this specific afternoon, we are staying home and playing games as a family, and we are saying no if anything less important than that comes up. And this isn't just to say we can only do the large rock things. I'm sure all of us would love to just never do work or chores and run on the beach with our kids every day, but of course we have to do some of the other things too. We can picture our time like that jar. We can learn to fit the little things in where they belong, falling into place around the big things. It kind of just brings me back to getting rid of the things that don't matter. The things that don't matter are taking up your time. Can you find a way to be done with those things? If your physical house and chores are completely draining your time, can you declutter and pare down to a more smaller, manageable amount? I think that operating on autopilot and just not realizing what we're spending our time and energy on is what is the most dangerous. If we can just be more mindful about what we are doing, find some sticking points or some time draining points, we can do our best to streamline or solve that problem once and for all or come up with a plan that we can be working towards to change circumstances or solve problems. And now I wanna share the second analogy that also really helped how I think about things. It's another time management advice, so hopefully you can apply this as you make decisions about your schedule and your time. I'm about 99% sure I learned this from Rachel Hollis in one of her books, but I can't find exactly where she said it. So if anyone knows, let me know and I'll come back and cite it correctly. I really did search for way too long to figure out where I heard this. But basically, it said, think of your life as a big circle with a smaller circle inside that one and an even smaller circle inside that one. Each circle represents people that play a role in your life. So inside the innermost part of that circle are the people most important to you. This will be differently interpreted for different people listening depending on what your life looks like, But most likely, the inner circle are people who live in your house with you, like your spouse and your kids. Then outside and surrounding that circle is a slightly larger circle, which would be your closer family members, your friends, maybe your boss. And the outer part of that circle is for acquaintances, coworkers, people at your children's school, something like that. Like I said, this will be different for each person. So think for a second for yourself what your circles would consist of. But then the analogy said something like, in life, when you're faced with choices, especially choices that mean saying yes to one thing, and in turn that means saying no to another thing, the advice was, disappoint your inner circle the least. So to the best of your ability, let your outer circle down before you let down an inner circle. 
So maybe if you're on the board for something that is important to you, but the board meetings are every Monday night, you're starting to feel like it's more of a burden than something good that you're contributing positively to. And either you're missing soccer practice every Monday for it, or on Tuesday mornings your husband has to work early, so it would be more helpful to him to have your night be at home on Monday nights. So you're either having to choose to disappoint the director of the board meeting or your board members, or you're having to disappoint your kids or your husband. So following the advice of this analogy would be to choose not to disappoint the inner circle, which is your kids and your husband. This process can kind of help you when you're in a tough decision. And like I said, oftentimes in life, saying yes to something means saying no to something else. So we have to carefully choose. Another thing we like to say on this podcast is just to realize that everything is a season. So maybe you're really loving that board membership. It's something you've been super passionate about, but maybe this just isn't the season that you have time to give to it. But that doesn't mean there won't be another season you're able to give more than ever to it. Or maybe it just really is part of your week that you really look forward to and you love the fulfillment that it brings. And yes, it makes your schedule crazy, but it's something you really love and it fills you up and it's worth scheduling it in, then keep doing it and make it happen. You don't have to pick your kids every second of the week. I just like to remind you that most things are your choice. So choose to do something or not to do it, but don't feel obligated or guilty when you do. Conversations like these help me to keep my priorities straight and keep the decision-making process and time management as easy as possible. So I hope this helps you too. That's all I have for today. I want to tell you we are super close to launching something brand new for Elevate Motherhood, and email subscribers will be the first to know, and we'll also get the very best deal when it launches, closely followed by you podcast listeners. So head to the link in the show notes to subscribe to my email list. I think the very next episode that launches will be me telling you all the fun details about this new announcement. As always, I want to thank you guys for being here. And remember, I'm a real person on the other side of this microphone, so feel free to reach out to me if there are things you want me to talk about or things you'd like to hear more of. I think this community so far is just really so special. Before we go, I'd like to say a prayer and blessing for you. Thank you, Lord, for these listeners. Thank you for how much they love their families. Thank you that you equip, sustain, and guide us in the day-to-day when we listen to your voice and stay in your word. Help us to shine your light in our communities and especially to our families. In your son Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for being here, friends. Until next time, let's elevate motherhood.